Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is, <laughs> wherever you are. My name is Andrew Gross and welcome to another edition of AG Relates. Now, we've, over the last few weeks, we've been going over the biggest, biggest destroyers of relationships, the headliners, the ones that break up our happy home and looked at the ways in which we can get past them, which we can work around them. We've taken a look at blame, fault, finger pointing, you know, how they've come about in the first place. All the bits in between. So what we're looking at this week. This week we're responding to an email that was sent in from a young lady that had been in a traumatic relationship. Let's 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 put it that way, where she'd been majorly hurt, um, and now she's looking at possibly stepping back out into the field, stepping back out into the world, the world of of searching for love, and is wondering, you know, how do you come back after being hurt? And in her particular instance, what she's really asking here is, when is it too soon, or more appropriately, when is it appropriate to actually go out seeking um, new love or starting a new relationship with a new partner after a relationship um, has broken down, particularly in the instance where there are children involved or where the, the relationship has been long standing now so what i'm going to do with here is we're going to break this episode up into bits so first things first we're going to deal with the time scale things the time scale thing so when is it too soon is there an element of things being too soon what's the right amount of time to get to, to get back on the horse so to speak or is there actually uh, an amount of time that you that you that you need to that you need to wait well my opinion on this, and I have to put the word opinion on in in here, um, is that there isn't. There isn't an, a specific amount of time. The time will vary from individual to individual to circumstance to circumstance. There is no accurate right amount of time that you need to wait before you decide that either you are A, ready for another relationship or B, ready to simply move on. But here is the thing here. It's the word ready. And you need to be able to ascertain as to whether or not you are truly and truthfully ready to move on. Not just to moving on because you want to spite the other person. Not just moving on because you want to replace the other person. Now, this happens all the time. People replace someone with someone because they're scared of being alone. Now, that's in a completely different fraction and a completely different arena. When we're talking about you moving on, are you going to find a new partner in search of new love? You need to be ready to receive that new love. And the only way you can be ready to receive that new love is if your hands are not still full with the old one. You can't be holding hands, we're holding one hand onto your previous partner while you grab hold of a new hand with your other hand of your new, new one or prospective one. Many people end up carrying forward the, foil, the follies and the, and the woes of the relationship they've had before simply because they walk into a new relationship not ready to receive the new relationship as a new one. In fact, what they're trying to do is they're trying to recreate the home level they've come from, come from without the faults. Understand this. The relationship you are stepping out of, you've decided to step out of it that means you can't step out of it and take the furniture with you you can't step out of it and take the groceries with you you've got to step out of it and start again and you have to be ready you have to be ready to be able to do that now there is no specific period of time you can place on it 
No specific period of time you can place on it. But you need to be able to be honest within yourself to go, I am ready to do so. Now, some people may be that, you know, particularly in the instance where the relationship has been going on for a significant period of time and the relationship has also been dying over a significant period of time. You may find that you get to the end of that relationship and you are well and truly ready because you've already dealt with the mourning process of loss. You've already dealt with the issues concerning it. You've already faced the fears of leaving it. So when you've actually finally got round to the point of stepping out you're already clear you're already clear now that may that may be your situation and you can truly know but what i need you i would urge you to do urge you to do is to take some time at that point when you exit to self-analyze and self-analyze honestly and go am i truly ready am i truly past it am i truly over it and give some time for that answer to settle. Give some that time for that answer to bounce around your head. So it's not just dealing with the conscious emotional thoughts that you're having right about now. About how upset you are and how pissed off you are. It actually gets to the point where it settles. And it settles within your brain cells. And you start going, right, well, am I really? When it all calms down and the dust all settles. Am I Really? And if you can truthfully answer yourself at that point in time, say, yes, you are, then irrespective of how much time has actually elapsed from the point of when your relationship broke down, whether that be publicly or behind closed doors, then you can well, well and truly move on to whatever phase you're, 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 you want to move on to. And this moves on to my other point where people like to, like to, like to play around with. When it comes to the breaking up of a relationship, they say you need to be single. This falls into the same bucket when it comes to the amount of time. It's down to the individual. Some people need that period, that break, where they are just all about themselves. Some people don't. And you need to give yourself the space to work out where you are. And don't allow yourself to be ruled or fooled by other people's versions, opinions and emotions surrounding this. All too often, when we, when we decide we're going to break up from somewhere, we decide we're going to break up from someone... The bit that we end up paying most attention to is not the emotions of our own. It's not the things that dealing with that are going on in our hearts. We're dealing with the emotions or the impact that that has on the other people around us. The opinion that your mum has about you splitting up. The opinion that your dad has about you splitting up. The opinion that your girls and your, your, your girls have around you and your boys have around you about you splitting up. How hurt they are that these people are no longer in their life as, as, as they once were. You have the main focus when it comes to you actually dealing with a breakup and you actually dealing with a split is to actually deal with it from your own perspective, to deal with it from your own point of pain and analyze that situation there. Do you need to necessarily be single? No, there's no such need for the word of need to be in this this perspective. There's no need for it to be there. There is not a defined route that you need to go by, that you need to run by in order to do in order to move past something. But you need, you do need to take a look at this from your point, from your perspective. Find out how you feel. Understand how you're going to move forward. How you're going to deal with things and extract the other thoughts, feelings and emotions of others around you, irrespective of how significant they are. Because trust me, right now, when you are dealing with this situation right now, there is no one in this equation more significant than you. So we've got that bit clear.
Now, when it comes to dealing with hurt, I find there is a five-step process, five-step process that we need to go through. Five steps that you need to go through. And again, when we look at the amount of time required, we can take a look at the amount of time that should elapse in this. There is no defined amount of time. There's just five steps. So step number one is you need to admit that it hurts. Now, many people, many people, myself included, when it comes to situations, particularly relationship hurt, we're very good at throwing on the armour over that wound and letting it bleed underneath the metal and make it look like everything's okay. Very good at putting up the stained glass windows and putting out the pretty picture that, you know what, everything is okay in here when it's not. When you're hurting, when you're broken, you put up the same posts on social media. You say the same greetings to people on the street. You wear the dark glasses to hide the swollen eyes. But you are hurting inside. You have to admit the hurt. You have to admit that it hurts. You have been hurt. You can't deal with a You can't deal with a cut. You can't deal with a break unless you admit it is broken. Unless you admit you are bleeding unless you take a look at the wound. You can't dress a wound blindfolded. You can't dress a wound off your, on your right arm if you're looking at your left. You have to admit that it hurts. You have to admit that you are hurt. You are hurt and are hurting. And once you can look yourself in the mirror, once you can look yourself in the eye and you can say, I... I'm hurting. You can say this, this hurts. When you can say that this isn't right, then you're ready for stage two. Because stage two is where you can go, it hurts. And this is what I need to learn from it. In other words, what you need to do is you need to acknowledge your part. Now, in I hear you before you even jump up and take, a, and take a breath before taking a word here that we may be dealing with some situations where there is infidelity involved in the household. It may be dealing with some situations where there are some domestic violence involved. We may be dealing with some situations whereby actually you were absolved from, from fault where there is not really much that you could have done. But is there? Now, when I say acknowledge your part, I don't mean acknowledge guilt. I mean that when situations are one-sided, like the two situations I've just described there, there are usually warning signs. Warning signs that popped up in your face that you chose to ignore. Warning signs that popped up in your face that said, oh, you need to be careful. You decided to put by the wayside. When we say acknowledge your part, we don't say acknowledge your part in terms of what have I done just in the vein of what have I done to contribute to this, which I'll get to in a second. But what we're talking about here is what could I have done to have avoided it? And when I speak to couples, when I speak to individuals where there have been atrocities that have gone on in the home, where there has been trust trampled on, destroyed and, 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 and ridiculed, when we go back over it and you look back over it and we think back over time, we can think of some warning signs that popped off that went, you know what, if we'd listened to it at that point, if we hadn't been so blinded by I love him or I love her, we would have spotted that that was out of order or we should have moved on that at a point in time and we could have avoided ourselves this amount of hurt. But then there are other circumstances where we say acknowledge your part. Your part. 
where we're actually talking about you con- contributed to this situation arising because it may be of something that you did that triggered something. Maybe you were the person that, that cheated on someone be- or cheated on this person before and they've now created this situation in you where they've come along and gone for an eye for an eye. Now, I'm not saying that one cancels out the other. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. But I'm saying in order to move past, in order to make sure that this past remains your past, in other words, that when you move on to new relationships, that things don't follow you, that things don't repeat themselves, that you don't end up in the same situation with a different face and a different name. You have to acknowledge what could have been done to avoid it and also what you have done to attribute to it. And be honest enough and adult enough to go, right, well, that part belongs to me. That part belongs to me. And at the same time, this moves us on to stage three. As you acknowledge your part, you have to single out their part. What did they do? What did they do that hurt you? And this part is not for the process. This part is not for the process of pointing blame. This part is not for the point of being able to point fingers this point this is just for understanding you've understood what you did so we can know what it looks like in the future we understand what we could have avoided so we learn to look out for those signals and pay more attention to them in the future but we also acknowledge what they did so we can learn to look out for that in the future and therefore therefore avoid the hurt and avoid the pain And the fourth step is probably the most important out of the lot. You need to forgive yourself. There is no point in you sitting here and blaming yourself over and over and over again. There's no point in you making yourself a martyr over and over and over again for what has already happened. And here's the thing. Something that has already happened has already moved into your past and let go of you. In fact, the only thing that's still attaching it to you is your emotional response that you keep putting out and putting it into the future. You have to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for that which has happened to you in order to leave it as something that has happened and not something that's about to happen or something that's continuing to be happening in your world right now. You need to forgive yourself in order to move past it you need to forgive yourself from any guilt that you are placing on yourself and then we move on to the most to the fifth stage which is to focus on you and when i say focus on you i don't mean go off on that on a tangent of going right when i'm going this is all about me it's all about me my life and being quite selfish i mean quite the opposite i mean get to know you now because you've evolved you've evolved this situation has changed you This situation has altered the person that you are. This situation has altered the person you are going to be. So therefore, ultimately, your understanding of yourself right now is not accurate. And you need to take some time out to make to make bones, make friends, reacquaint yourself with yourself. You need to understand yourself all the more. You focus on who it is that you are now based on this new development, based on this new evolution, based on this new person. This new person blinking back in the mirror is yet to be introduced and it's yet to be introduced to you. The way you move forward past this, the way you move move forward and make sure that this doesn't happen again. Is that you re-establish your values, you re-establish your connection with yourself. And then trust me when I say this, the special ones that are out there will find you. If you're not trying to live a ghost, the people that are attached to that ghost can't come back. 
If you ain't trying to le- relive the past, the people that live in the past can't get through that front door. You need to reacquaint, reacquaint, reacquaint yourself with yourself now, as you stand now, with who you are now. And just as like anything else that you put out into the universe, like will attract like. And the people that are on your new wavelength, the people that now understand the language that you are now speaking, will step forward and come out of the, come out of the shadows and introduce themselves to you. And your life will move on and your world will evolve. Now remember, when, when people get hurt, hurt is an immediate thing. You know, you prick your finger, you cut your arm. The hurt is there immediately. It may scar, which causes you to remember it over and over again, but the pain is subject to that point in your history, that point in your past. The bit that projects this through into your future is the fear, the fear of being hurt again. Now, don't get me wrong. Fear has its uses. It has its uses because fear keeps us from harm. It does. It stops us from getting hurt again. But it can also stop us from having happiness again. Particularly like in this instance here. Where your fear is now attached to your emotion called love. Your fear in this instance. Because you were hurt by someone that you love. Because you were hurt by someone that managed to get underneath your radar. That you gave the benefit of the doubt. That you gave your heart and your soul to. You now fear love itself. Understand where you're at. You want something that you're scared to death of. You're, you're, you're pining for something that you're scared to death of. Your fear is now attached to love itself. So now anyone that steps into your world, anyone that steps into your presence, into your present, that sparks the feeling of love will spark the feeling of fear. You will fear that this person is going to hurt you. You will fear that history is about to repeat itself. You will fear that you're going to make a fool of yourself again. You will fear that this person is about to break your heart in two. And then so that fear will open a portal. It will open a door that allows your past to come back through. You have to see the situation for what it is. And detach the fear from the feeling. Because it wasn't love that hurt you. It wasn't love that hurt you. It wasn't because you were in love that you got hurt. It was because somebody did something to you. Separate the fear from the emotion and see it for what it is. Not worse than it is. Not what it's not. Love didn't hurt you. You didn't get hurt because you were in love. You got hurt Because somebody hurt you and you didn't see something coming. You didn't see that side of them. You didn't see that dark bit in them. But it wasn't love that hurt you. And if you're looking for the way in which you move forward, if you're looking for the way in which you step forward and you find new love and you give that new person that's out there in your future the opportunity to become your present and your everything, you have to detach the fear from love itself. Remember this, love only came to love you and love only wants you to love it back.
So fight the fear. Fight the fear. And embrace it. Just keep your guard up. For the things that you know. Serve you no good. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for tuning in. That is me out for another week. Um, We'll be back next week. As usual, thank you so much, so much for the support. Thank you so much for those that like, comment, share in the posts that I put out. And also thank you so much for those that have bought a copy of Love, Lust, Love um, already. For those that haven't, you can grab it from Amazon. You can grab it from Waterstones Online, Books, etc. And then the ever-extending list of bookshops that I'm finding out have now stocked it, which is really amazing and really, really exciting. Um, as I see usual, don't forget this show is all about you. So if you've got any particular particular things that you'd like me to go over, if there's anything that you want to discuss, feel free, please email me at andrew at andrewgrossett.com or I'll leave a comment in the comment section below or drop me a DM on whichever whichever social network you choose to do. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. That's me out for another week. As usual, you stay strong. You stay focused and most importantly, you stay safe in the forwards. Take care.